You know, a lot of people want to measure the ROI. It's all a bunch of poop. What's up, Jared? What's up, man? How are you? Dude, I'm doing real good. Just chilling in the basement. Um, <laughs> dude, I get on so many calls. <laughs> I get on I get on so many calls and people are like, Are you in a basement? Like, yeah, I am in a basement. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my crawl space. How, how you like how you like my basement? Um <laughs> my crawl space. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. But what's so funny is a lot of times, you know, I'm talking to plumbing business owners and inevitably I talk about maybe I'm talking about boiler tuning or something like that. And I always just start pointing. I'm like, Yeah, like my boiler. And then I realize I'm like, well, they can't see my boiler. And I'm like, my, my boiler's right over there. That's why I'm going like this. Like, just for context, I'm not just pointing, uh, you know, over there for no reason. There's a reason. Yep. So if you guys uh, ever talk to Joel, then <laughs> then he's pointing off know. screen. It's his boiler. Yep. I think, you it's know, when boiler, I get to a water heater. Whole jam, you, man. You do water softener. You do, don't I do. you? Yeah. It's right you got there? that funny filter on your slabby. Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> room is a little bit of a mess. Yeah. It's homebrew. Not by me. I would never do such a thing. Far too scared. But no, uh, you would do way worse than that, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, okay, no let offense. me just, I'm going to be no transparent offense. here, everybody. You know, none taken. I would never take offense at a truthful, a truthful statement. Or yeah. at least I try not to. So I'm sitting in my crawl space back in the day and I'm trying to, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hook something up because something's leaking. And I'm calling Jared. I'm like, dude, how do I use this union bolt? And he's like, what are you talking about? I got this stupid bolt. I call everything a bolt. And like, <laughs> I'm just so confused about how to work un- this thing. You didn't say union bolt. Well, it was you a union joint bolt. is what it was. It yeah, was I said, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Jared, how do I use this this bolt? <laughs> You're just laughing. And you have no idea what I'm talking about. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, it was pretty funny. I spent like probably three hours down there and I don't even remember if I was successful. I don't know. Dude, I, I can't remember. No, I think I came over. Yeah, you probably did because I didn't know how to yeah. do the thing. And, and you probably came it. over and you're yeah. just like, oh. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's And, um, you know, and that's why I am the ideal plumbing business customer because I know, I know my limitations. Like, it's not lack of smarts, though. It's just lack of experience. Yeah. Like if yeah. you've given me, like if, you know, like in the same thing, I've helped you out do things mm-hmm. and you would agree that I work well, mm-hmm. that I am a good, I'm a good laborer. So it's like, give oh, me yeah. time and I can do anything, but just like, I don't want to put any of that time into it because it's not my jam. Yeah. Which just results in funny calls in my crawl space <laughs> to Jared about trying to figure out how to do stuff. And he just yeah. laughs at me and comes and fixes it. And I say, whatever, yep. man, I'll just, you know. Yep. It's so funny. Is no shame. I never think about plumbing. I think about like plumbing business, but I never think about like actual plumbing very often anymore. It's mm. very, very rare. Like I got, I had a guy ask me a question the other day. He, you know, I was giving away my SOPs. Like if you guys need mm-hmm. SOPs, there's a link in the description. You can go grab a copy. Actually, there's a bunch of links down there that you can go get all my freebies, a bunch of free stuff. Mm-hmm. Just take it, use mm-hmm. it. Um, and make your business better. All free, no strings attached. Um, anyway, he grabbed my free SOPs. And then he found me on Facebook and he messaged me. He said, hey, dude, because um, all my SOPs are just, they're all about the business, right? How the right, business sure. runs. Like how the day-to-day mm-hmm. operations in the business run. Like every mm-hmm. every bit and piece of it. And he's like, do you do SOPs for the guys in the field? Like how to change a toilet. And I messaged him back and I was like, dude, if you're hiring guys that don't know how to change a toilet, you got bigger problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And it, you know, 
that's kind of how I think about it. Like mm. if, if I would say, let the customer be the judge on whether they installed the toilet good enough. Hmm. Interesting. Like if, they're, if they're getting callback, like you might have a certain way that you want a toilet installed. Like this mm -hmm. is the best way to install a toilet. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can try really hard to enforce all these. This is the best way, but then you're mm -hmm. going to get some guy that comes and works for you and he's going to install a toilet a little different way. And to mm -hmm. him, that's the best way to install a toilet. Right. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. have two choices. You can fight with him or mm -hmm. you can just say, you know what? His way of installing a toilet is good enough. And if the customer's happy enough with it to pay me my money and not complain about it, mm -hmm. then I'm good. Yep. And that's kind of the yeah. mindset you got to develop, right? Yeah. And that's like a high trust culture that you can develop there too. And I think a lot of yeah. guys appreciate that. Like I know that like oh, yeah. in my previous job, we would load planes, right? Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of ways to load a plane correctly. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's regulations, of course. But I learned pretty early on that everybody can do it different and achieve the same result. And so like I would come by and if I had to do like little quality things, I would make suggestions like, oh, you do it like this, you do it like this. But a lot of the times what I'd find is like guys would do it and I'd be like, oh, dang, I never, I never thought about it that way. Like, huh, that's really cool that you did it that way. And then I could take something away. So I think yeah. there's, I mean, we need to have humility there too to realize that like maybe the way you put in a toilet, you think it's the best until somebody comes along and then they open your mind to this little difference that you're like, oh, mm -hmm. dang, that actually is like, it could be like, 10% more efficient, maybe even less. But in your mind, right. it's a big deal. You're like, oh, dang, I didn't think about that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think like in business, you should let the customer be the judge, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if he was getting a bunch of callbacks on his toilets, mm -hmm. well, then obviously you got a problem. Hey, we need to teach you how to put in a toilet correctly. Figure out figure out where you're going wrong. It's pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty easy problem. Yeah. What what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I would let the customer be the judge. If this guy's putting in a hundred toilets and never getting a callback or a complaint about a toilet and everybody pays their bill, he must be doing a fine job. Yep. And, and you he, probably see his name pop up in reviews. So mm -hmm. that's a good indicator too. Yep. Yeah. So you could, I mean, I've known people who wrote SOPs for every single task in their price book, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you're growing a plumbing company, eventually you're going to want a price book that you're going to load into Service Titan, right? Mm -hmm. and the best way to do it is if you write your own price book because then it's mm -hmm. not all just convoluted with a bunch of junk in there that you'll never use. It's only mm -hmm. stuff that you do in your area for your plumbing business, right? And it's mm -hmm. just like the basic stuff. Everything outside of the norm, we can just right. make it a custom task, right? Yep. You can build a custom task like, like time and material value in your price book. Um, mm -hmm. So where was I going with that? Holy moly. I just wanted um, you to know you're going to build a <laughs> you're gonna build a price book. Uh, and so I've had, I've seen guys go in, right? Mm -hmm. And for every single task that they have in their price book, number one, they build like thousands of tasks, like mm. like multiple thousands of tasks. So now their price book is really hard to use. Sure. There's just so much in it. You're just thumbing through trying to find what you need. And it's ridiculous in my mind. So advice number one, keep it simple. Your price book, very simple, as mm -hmm. simple as possible. Mm -hmm. And then, so then they go in 
and they each task has a link in it that takes them to a training on how that task is supposed to be done mm -hmm. down to like you need to put you know the drop cloth here in this order this is how you fold mm -hmm. it and then mm -hmm. you need to use this tool for this and this tool for this and mm -hmm. just i mean not it's a ton of work number one Mm -hmm. So like somebody that I'm thinking of in particular, they have spent years mm -hmm. on those little, little things, those little details, right? Those mm -hmm. little SOPs for each task in their price book. It's been mm -hmm. multiple years they've been working on this right. with, the, with the thought that, okay, this is, mm -hmm. I'm going to get all this together. I'm going to work on it for years. I'm going to make this perfect system, right? <sighs> where mm -hmm. everything is under my control and mm -hmm. everybody does everything the exact same way every single time so that we can be maximum efficiency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I'll grow my company. Oh, wow. So it's, right? so it's a cart before the horse issue in that, in that example. Pretty much. Yeah. Not even, well, not even a cart before the horse, which I'm sure we'll get to. It's kind of like an unnecessary cart that you might have not needed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an unnecessary start. <laughs> yeah. But like in that instance, like I would say he's like way too concerned about these little details. Like, mm -hmm. what if a guy goes to a house and he doesn't install a toilet mm -hmm. this way? Right? That's his worry. So he wants these guys to go install this toilet this certain way. And he's like freaking out in his own mind about this little detail that likely doesn't matter anyways. Mm -hmm. And so kind of the right attitude to have would be, yeah okay, I'll worry about that when it becomes a problem. Right. Because yeah, you, you likely can... find out mm -hmm. that it never really becomes a problem. And if it does become a problem, it becomes a problem for one guy. Mm -hmm. And you got to train that one guy rather than spend years writing mm -hmm. this SOP on how to put a toilet in, right? Mm -hmm. And worrying about these little details. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I do. Because a lot of the times in my experience, because... You know, for again, for my my last work, I wrote a pretty extensive training manual that went through a lot of the things that we did. Like, picture this is how you open these doors on these aircraft. You do this, you mm -hmm. do this, you do this. And I trained one guy using it, and it was the worst training experience ever. Because I don't know if there's not ever. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> but it was funny because this guy was gung ho. He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Joel, let's do it. I'm I'm all here for it." And then halfway through, he's like. I just got to go do it, man. Like, this is too much. Yeah. And then I understood. I was like, okay, this isn't a useful thing, even though it's really informative, even though I put a lot of time and detail into it. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, the application was, there wasn't any application there. Right. Um, and, and can you imagine like, if you tried to sit down and teach him every single little detail about every single little bit of just loading planes where you worked? Oh yeah. It's, it's like, ever-changing it's all details. different to me and so really what i focused on was like okay if i have a problem with somebody's quality of work mm -hmm. it's probably a character issue more than it is like really it's like training is huge but then there's also who is this person and why mm -hmm. are they doing what they're doing right because if i have somebody who would like load a plane real crappy like and everybody i work with was smart man they're smart enough yeah. to load an aircraft it's not very difficult and so i'm <laughs> right. like i'm like i'm like hey like so what's going on here and then i that comes to light that they have these issues and these you know inconsistencies yep. and that to me is a more important use of my time is devoting right. my time to the person yep. and then they will understand why they need to do the things that i'm asking them but if i yep. just showed them exactly how to do everything 
they wouldn't care because they're not there yet. Yeah. 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 So two things on that. I mean, number one, you can pay people more and get better people. And then they're easier to manage because you don't have to tell them and teach them all the little details, right? Because they go Mm -hmm. figure them out on their own because they're smarter, better Mm -hmm. workers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, like your procedures, like you talked about, that ended up not working and and Mm -hmm. always changing. Mm -hmm. So now you have this very difficult procedure. So take the, imagine this guy that has a procedure for a thousand items in his price book. Mm Mm-hmm. When something changes, oh, no. oh. now we're going to put in toilets this way. Or there's this new product out oh, that yeah. now when we put in the toilet, we use this new product. Now I got to go in and change my SOP. Just because mm-hmm. I wrote it in the first place, now I have to maintain it. Do you do? And yeah, you have a standard and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So it just becomes this thing that you now have to train people on. You now have to maintain it. And it's just a waste of your time. So I think like maybe the the sort of the fulcrum of this is how do we know that what we're focusing on isn't worth focusing on? I think I think you need to focus on just like the bigger picture that the you know my SOPs have some finer details in there but it's like mm-hmm. it's like here's here's how you do your job and then anything that I think somebody's going to forget like a phone number or something that they need to mm. use. For example, like we switch our phones over at night to an mm. answering service. So in my thing, it's like, hey, you got to switch the phones over at night. Here's how you do it. And I walk them through step by step. And then I put the phone number in there. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the most used SOP because nobody remembers the phone number. So they <laughs> open the <laughs> SOP and they copy the phone yeah. number and go paste it in, right? Yeah. So in yeah. that instance, it's like, and it's a pretty complicated step to to put the phone number in and then reverse it properly. Yeah. Yeah. At least mm-hmm. I think it is. I can never remember. So <laughs> you wrote it me, for yourself, really. To me, that's a useful thing to like go break down. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, how to put in a toilet. If you're a plumber and you don't know how to put in a toilet, like that speaks volume of you. I probably shouldn't have hired you in the first place, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if I hire you as a CSR and you don't know how to change the phones over in my in service title right. to mm-hmm. my phone number that's different than anybody else's, well, that's understandable. Right. Versus versus the other one of a, a plumber who doesn't know how to put in a toilet. Yeah. That's yep. not understandable. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. I would always err on the on the side of sim- simplicity. Sure. So like and then, if you're just starting mm-hmm. out writing your SOPs, like number one, you don't really need SOPs until you have, until you get to a certain level of complexity. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't write my SOPs until I think I had seven guys, had a general manager. I was able to step away from the business a little bit mm-hmm. and it was getting kind of chaotic right? There was chaos in there. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. we got to control this (laughs) chaos a little bit. Yeah. And so I went on vacation for a month and I wrote my SOPs on vacation. And so Mm -hmm. I just said, okay, what are the things that have to happen every day? Like what's the main core functions of our business that people are Mm -hmm. always asking questions on or, or this is always getting screwed up. How can we take that information and put it into one document so that everybody's on the same page Mm -hmm. and keep it as short and sweet and simple as possible. 
Mm -hmm. And then when something breaks or somebody asks you a question a thousand times, mm -hmm. go add it in there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. Because yeah, then it, that makes sense. It's just like your price book. You could add 10 million items to it and it'd be a nightmare to find anything in there mm. when half the stuff you don't need in there anyways in the first place. So mm -hmm. that's what I would do. Mine are pretty simple. I mean, it's it's 89 pages, I think mine is, mm -hmm. of what everybody's job is, the core functions, how to go about doing certain things. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I could, you could easily make that like 500 pages, mm -hmm. but it'd be, it'd be ridiculous. Do you have something like a detail in your life that you have focused too long on in recent memory where after realizing it, you've come to the idea that like, man, I'm just like focusing on this one problem too much, or I'm focusing on this part of this problem too much. Are you thinking of a certain thing that I told you or something? Nope. I'm just wondering if you have, because so, it's like, because I mean, this is, this is a reoccurring problem in all oh, aspects yeah. of life, like in business and normal. Like we can think of like one tiny little detail and devote so much time and energy into it yep. when it doesn't matter. If we were to just yeah. be able to understand that it doesn't matter by like stepping back and being like, does it really matter? Like that little thing. Do I yeah. have to worry and fret about this? Um, yeah. I mean, I still do it to this day. I mean, like we're, you know, I'm building our, our course and our coaching program out. And I'm thinking about, you know, we've got all these meetings scheduled and what happens if I want to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. I've got to notify all the people that, that this meeting's canceled. Jared's going to be on vacation or, you know, Joel's going to take this meeting. It's going to be about this. Make sure you show mm -hmm. up. Right. Just so mm -hmm. set their expectations. Mm -hmm. And so we could mass email everybody in our system or mass text or email everybody in our system. The changes and uh, then I got to thinking and I was like, man, what if like they were in the course, but then they're not in the course. Do we need a system to like tag them in our CRM so that, that they don't get the text message. And then I was thinking right. about, I was like, you know what, who cares? Like if they're like, if they've gone through a whole program and they're not in the program anymore, we still text them. Big whoop-de-doo, <laughs> big whoop-de-doo. Who yeah, cares? Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, another example of that. And this one probably hits home to the plumbers a little better is uh, when you're setting up, you know, later on in your business, you'll get into service Titan. And I mean, you might already be there um, and you can get service Titan marketing pro, which I would totally mm -hmm. recommend doing. We should put a link for that down below with like a, we should get an affiliate for service Titan. That's yeah, what we should we do. Should. Um, should. I think it's a big affiliate too. And Regardless, if I get affiliate or not, you need to go get on Service Titan. You need to get Service Titan Marketing Pro and you need to set up some email campaigns. I should also make some email campaign templates for people. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because I've got mm -hmm. three or four mm -hmm. email campaigns that brought in over a million dollars worth of work last year. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, totally, so yeah. totally paid for Marketing Pro. Um, huh. And... The thing with those email campaigns, so like a lot of them, the the trigger that sets them off is when my guys build an invoice or not an invoice, but they build an estimate and they don't sell it. So it never gets marked mm -hmm. sold, mm -hmm. which is like every single customer mm -hmm. because they always build options. So good, better, best. Mm -hmm. And they, if they sell one of them, well, then there's two options that didn't get sold. Mm -hmm. And so that triggers an email to the customer. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, I have one. It's an unsold estimate email campaign. So pretty mm-hmm. much every single person we do work for, whether we sold the job or not, they get an unsold estimate campaign. Gotcha. And so when I was setting it up, I was like freaking out. How am I going to get it to where like it, if they sold a job, it doesn't send them. And I was like, I'm going to have to train my technicians to when they sell the job <sighs> to delete the other two estimates. Yeah. Well, and then finally I was like, you know what? Who cares? I'll just right. email them anyways. And it's been mm-hmm. awesome because, you know, number one, now we go, so that person searches for a plumber, they find my company or mm-hmm. they've seen us all over social media. So they just call us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then they get to call us. They have this wonderful interaction with my CSRs. Mm-hmm. They get to get on the schedule. Then they get this wonderful interaction of getting a text that my they've been scheduled with my company. Mm-hmm. Then they get this wonderful text that a technician is on the way. Then they mm-hmm. get to meet one of my wonderful technicians he gets mm-hmm. to provide them with options and be super friendly to them and fix their problems super well mm-hmm. and bill them and they get their day back and they're super happy. Mm-hmm. And then they get a bunch more emails in their email inbox from Prospector Plumbing and my that I get to get in front of their eyeballs again, right? Right. Again and yep. again and again and again and again, right? Yep. So they've had yep. like this, all these touch points, right? And those mm-hmm. emails go on mm-hmm. for like four weeks. So mm-hmm. they'll just continue to see my emails. And a lot of them mm-hmm. call. And they're like, hey, you know, I got this email about this work, but I, I already had it done, right? Mm-hmm. And my CSRs is like, oh, yeah, that's just our automated system. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. You can just ignore those. But they mm-hmm. still see them in their email inbox. Yep. And, and that the thing one is, email brought me in $700,000 worth of work last year. Just mm-hmm. that one email campaign. And the thing about it that people have to remember is, if they open the email, that's great. But if they see your company name in the email header, yeah. still still good. Awesome. Because then if they see it all the time, they're just like, they're seeing your name. Yeah. They're just seeing it over and it's just going to sit in their brain a little bit more, a little bit more. Yep. And that's just going to increase the awareness that you exist and that you're an option. So yeah. all just and then all these touch points, they all compound. Yep. They all result in work. It's yep. not just like like the whole strategy is really cool because it all jives together you're not just buying leads all day and hoping that that continues to work you have all these other things (laughs) yeah because that's why i always say like you know a lot of people want to measure the roi a lot of marketers will tell you you know this is the roi on this like here's the roi this is what your return on ad spend is it's all if you sit down and you think about it and you actually understand it which i do it's all a bunch of poop (laughs) You can't actually measure the ROI 100% accurately on anything. Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me, right? Like, I can't even tell you. I tell you $700,000 came from that email campaign. And mm-hmm. that's accurate only to the point that that's how many people clicked the call button inside the email campaign, right? Mm-hmm. And actually mm-hmm. called us and booked a job. Mm-hmm. And then we did more work for them. Mm-hmm. So all the people that just saw all those emails and I stuck in their head and then they just called us later. I can't measure that. No, but I can, I can tell you from experience, like the more we, the more touch points we had with the customer, the mm-hmm. higher our work volume. Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen it and time and time again. And I think, I think there's always a conception that, 
everybody's looking for a silver bullet all the time. In every industry, everybody's looking for a silver bullet. And I think the quicker people get out of, there is a solution. Like this goes back to SOPs. Great SOPs won't solve your business problems. No, They can help or they can hinder depending upon how you approach them and how you write them, but they won't just make everything better. You know, great marketing in one channel, like a great, whatever it is, campaign can help, but it's not the silver bullet. And it's not going to last for eternity. Right. So the more people can get accustomed that like, okay, the more things I have working for me on all fronts, the better it's going to be. I mean, an example would be like, you know, Eddie trains your technicians once a week. Yeah. Um, He does that because he's trying to produce a culture and of training and of always learning. I mean, he could just give him a book to read once a week. He could just do something different, Mm -hmm. but he's, and he doesn't approach it like it's a silver bullet either because it doesn't solve all the problems, but it's a meaningful exercise. And then there's conversations he has with the technicians. It's all compounds into something that will start to move the needle in a direction. Yep. And there is just no silver bullet. There's nothing that's just going to immediately uptick. I mean, I think the closest thing that I would say to a silver bullet would be increasing your price, but that's just the beginning. Like that's just going to help you get to where you go. It's not going to solve all your problems. It's going to just allow you to actually achieve the success you want for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like even with your, you know, example of Eddie doing our training every week. Mm -hmm. So he's been doing that for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. and we've seen you can go back and look at my numbers and I can tell you, you see the steady, very minimal, but mm-hmm. very steady incline in the productivity of my technicians. Huh. Not just the productivity, but like the five-star reviews are going mm-hmm. up. The one-star reviews are going down. Mm-hmm. The happiness of the customer is going up. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, less callbacks, all that kind of stuff. Like it's having mm-hmm. an effect, man, it's taken a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's very similar with like, you know, your marketing, you're going to, you're going to start and it's going to be this steady incline. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get better and better and better. And mm-hmm. it's the ones who do it consistently over a long enough period of time to get the results. And I think that is so true for like, everything when you're growing your business oh yeah you got to do it Mm -hmm. consistently for a long enough period of time to get the results to where it would be silly if you didn't right dude and i mean that's the same thing with anything like if you want to love your wife well if you want to love your family well it takes a consistent series of inputs over a long period of time to express that yep it just translate across the board to everything yeah, you know, that's like, how you're going to write your SOPs. You're not going to sit down yeah. and write them in one day, right? Yep. You're yeah, 100%. Go and you're going to split it up into little chunks mm-hmm. and you're going to do a mm-hmm. little bit, one little piece mm-hmm. at a time and make a little bit of progress. And then mm-hmm. two weeks later, you're going to wake up and your SOPs are going to be done. Or a month later, mm-hmm. you're going to wake up and your SOPs are going to be done, right? Mm-hmm. Just how it is. And then you're going to have to wait for those SOPs to start to take effect and... Yeah. Grow roots into your business to actually bear fruit. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We all want it now. We all want as much as we can handle right now, but that's not really how it works. Yeah. <laughs> except, except ironically with like bad things. Like, yeah. Like windfalls of success do happen. They do. Uh, but ha- them happening in a vacuum is probably not very common unless it's like a lottery. Right. Right. Like, 
typically like when you hit that windfall, it's because you've built all these things up and then suddenly mm-hmm. you get to a tipping point of size and scale and then pff, there you go. Yep. But the opposite is very true where you can hit the opposite side of that and then just you're done and you're out and you got nothing just all of a sudden. So I'm going to say the one thing that's going to stop you from having these tiny little wins that all build up to you owning a multi-million dollar plumbing company are those little hangups that we're talking about. Those little things Mm -hmm. that you're worrying about that you shouldn't worry about. Mm -hmm. Like if it, if it's not directly affecting your business right now, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Just chill. Maybe write it down and think about it later if it's pertinent. Yeah. Something do something. But that's what's going to stop you. I've seen it time and time again. Guys get caught up in these tiny little hangups and they end up spending, you know, lifetimes on hangups rather than lifetimes on building blocks that build to achieve success. The hmm. things that actually matter. Hmm. The bigger stuff. The mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Cool. Thanks, Jared. Thank you, Joel. (laughs) Anytime.